Hello there. You're listening to Linda Pinizzato at The Condo Expert, and we're here at the studio at the Hayes FM. And I've been speaking with Jeff Bruett, who's a housing and financial consultant, having over 25 years of uh, experience in the entire industry. You know, I understand that your your father actually has a, a lot of um, credits to his name. He wrote the book for Eddie Shack. Yes. I remember the song, Eddie. Clear Eddie the Shack, track. Clear the track. Actually, that's the <laughs> subtitle of the book. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's uh, Clear the Track, the Eddie Shack story. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was uh, quite a phenomenon in his age. He's an amazing days, guy. Really? Yeah, he's an amazing guy because he's truly, he's illiterate. He can't read or write. And he actually, when he signed his autograph, he used to sign his number, 23. So that's what he signs whenever somebody asks for his autograph. But, you know, he's he's been a very successful man. He's been a successful hockey player, obviously, but he's been a successful businessman as well. It's funny, isn't it? Because sometimes you look at hockey players and, you know, my sons play hockey. Three of them used to play professional. Now two of them still continue to play professionally. And uh, being involved in that whole circuit many years ago, I actually put a uh, bid together. Did you know that? I put a $70 million bid to build the Mississauga Sports Center many years ago. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was, I wasn't, I, of course, I was an agent at the time, but I didn't, I wasn't submitting the uh, expression of interest as a realtor. I actually created a company called P3 Sports and Entertainment. And it was a $70 million bid, and it was, which is now the Hershey Center, and it was 70 acres of uh, government land, well, city owned land. And what they wanted was a private public partnership of an expression of interest to house an OHL franchise. And the arena facility was supposed to be 5,000-seated arena, and then there was a, a lot of land to, to move forward and, you know, develop other types of things that could be there, whether it be, you know, food courts or an access to go from uh, where the Hershey Center is across to Iceland on the opposite side of the street and create a, a world-renowned venue. And it was quite exciting because I actually got a tremendous group of people involved, a gentleman by the name of Mike McGee, who used to be the chairman of the board for a company called Leisure Management International out of Houston, Texas. <laughs> and uh, at that time, Wayne Husenga was a partnership in this company, and Cash America was involved. We ended up having discussions with Orlando Corporation about coming in and building the arena, the whole facility at cost brought in Canadian corporate funding, brought in a legal firm called Kaiser Mason Ball. I brought in CIBC. It took me six and a half months to put this whole proposal together. And uh, as far as ownership for the OHL franchise, I had it in writing that Scott Abbott of Trivial Pursuit would be involved in it. And of course, P3 Sports Entertainment would be the company that's going to bring all the beautiful, fantastic venues into the city and uh, run this facility with Leisure Management, who would be the management company. So uh, it was a dream come true. I mean, we had every piece like of the puzzle arranged. And if anybody wants to get the information on it, I can actually, it's a huge presentation, but it's under uh, P3 Sports, P for Pinizzato, the number three, sports with an S, dot C-A, or dot com, and uh, you can get some information on it. But you know what was really fascinating about it, Jeff? Because you're in the financial world, that's why I'm talking about this. Next question. Where did all the money come to build this facility, which was a $30 million facility? Do you know where it came from? 
The financial template for this proposal for the city of Mississauga was a debt-free facility, win-win uh-huh. situation. Guess what? I created, and that's why Canadian corporate funding were involved, we created where the residents of the city could purchase a share. Hmm. And throughout the entire facility, there would be a star. Say, you know how you have like sections one, two, three, and so on. No, it would be sections A, B, C, and the last name, your name is Brewitt. So the B section, you'd have a star embedded with your name as a shareholder in the facility. The whole template of the financial package meant that not one red cent was going to be asked of the city of Mississauga to build this facility. And it would have been owned as a public company by residents living in the city, who could also deed and will their share of the facility. What a great idea. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, no, but it, it was sort my of goes brain along, child. It sort of goes along the lines of, you know, Hazel McCallion and how she's sort of, you know, built City Hall and things, you know, as being debt-free. And, you know, I know that hasn't been the case in the last one or two years, but anyway. Well, you know, it's interesting because, like, the the whole concept of that would have worked. It was amazing. And unfortunately, what had happened was is that there was only three groups that got shortlisted. Uh, Brampton moved forward, and they built their facility at the time. Scott ended up owning the Brampton Battalions. Mississauga kind of got left behind on that entire thing. Our proposal didn't uh, get through on the shortlisting, which was insane because we were the only ones and it was uh, Macklin Hancock, of, who was the other gentleman that was involved, because it was a dual thing between myself, Linda Pinizzato, and project planning. And we had every piece of the puzzle, yet it didn't get passed. And then guess what happened? Do you know how it got paid for? City of Mississauga decided they're going to spend $30 million and go build it themselves and turn it into a parks and recreation facility. Hmm. Talk about disappointing. Yeah, I yeah. suppose. Wish I had known you back then at that time. That would have been great because with all of your connections, well, because time-wise, that's when it would have been. Yeah, and you think of yeah. how the city has exploded since that time. I mean, I was here when the Mississauga derailment happened in 1979. And to look at the city now, I mean, you wouldn't even recognize it. I've had people, uh, we have family friends that live in Utah, and they lived here in the 70s, and um, they moved away in 1975, and they came back and they saw... Mississauga, and they looked at it and said, we don't even know this place. It's just, it's it's not even the same place. Oh, I know. We're like, what, at 800? I think we're in around somewhere, you yeah. know, 750, 800,000 people now. Yeah. But, and we're a suburb. <laughs> well, exactly. I know, yeah. you know, and, uh, but the really cool thing is, is that, uh, you know, I mean, we're so close to Toronto that if you live in the south end of the city, you can get on the go and you're downtown Toronto in 70 minutes. Yeah. And I think what they've done really well in the city of Mississauga is they've got a good mix of business and residential. So you see all the places along the 401, the airport, you know, all the businesses. And, and you know, that square one area, you know, at one time it was just a shopping center. And now look, building the Marilyn Monroe Towers is the number one architectural building in the longest time. <laughs> I would have liked to own that gas station. I should have bought it back in 79 when I came to the city. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, 76 when I came to the city. It was a gas station. I know, I yeah. know. Well, you know, it's it's been a real pleasure having you on the show today. It's good to keep the hockey environment in, in families. You know, it really is. Even well, it's if, very Canadian, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, you know, the crazy part about it is, is there's so many Canadian hockey players, but we have such limited professional Canadian hockey teams. That's true. Isn't that something? 
sometime. Well, there you go. That would be <laughs> ideal. I love to talk hockey too. So you have a lovely season. You as well and your listeners out there. Thank you. So you've been listening to Linda Pinizzato here at the Condo Expert, and I've been speaking with Jeff Brewitt. If you'd like to give uh, Jeff an email, he's at jeff.brewitt at gmail.com. Also, I'd love to hear from you. If you have a story, you want to be a guest on my show, give me an email, linda at lindapinizzato.com. You have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you soon. Linda Pinizzato, she's not your typical realtor. She's your real estate counselor, teacher, and advisor. Whether it's a house, townhome, or condo, when you're ready, she's your negotiator. With 34 years of experience, Linda guarantees that you have the real estate knowledge you need to make the right decisions. Call Linda Pinizzato at Sutton Group Quantum Realty, 416-561-7373, or visit her at lindapinizzato.com. Oh, my computer crashed. Oh no, I've got a virus. Oh, no way, no internet connection. Do you need help? Call IT Mayday. 647-977-7113. ITMayday.com. Hello there, you're listening to Linda Pinizzato at the Condo Expert. And we're here at the studio at the Hayes FM. And I've been speaking with Jeff Brewitt, who's a housing and financial consultant, having over 25 years of uh, experience in the industry. 